Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. And I am Ryan Makarski. Ryan Makarski, how are you, my brother? Danny, I'm great. How are you doing? I am doing excellent. I am doing excellent. I am enjoying um, the fact that, uh, number one, that Abba gave us life. He gave us breath. And I just want to take out one moment this morning to just to praise him for that and thank him that he has given us breath, uh, that we don't take life for granted, that life is precious. Um, And so, Father, we give you glory. We give you honor in this podcast as people are listening we glorify you as the life-giving Father, as the life-giving Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you breathe life into us every single day. And you're the reason that we breathe. You're the reason that we walk throughout our days. God, we don't take it for granted. We are grateful for life. We are grateful that you've given us breath, God. We are grateful, God, that you sustain us every day. You give us our daily bread. So today, we pray the prayer, uh, Jesus, give us today our daily bread, but we thank you for that daily bread that you give us. And we thank you for the life that you've breathing us by your son's name, in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Ryan, I, I've seen a lot of death in the last couple of uh, uh, months. And, mm-hmm. and one thing, as I, as I was in a funeral this weekend, one thing that I was uh, thought about was this, this, as I'm speaking to you this morning, that, that as us that we are alive, we just got to be grateful and thankful daily that we are alive. We got to be grateful and that he gives us the breath of life, that he continues to awaken us up in the morning, right? Because he is the reason that we wake up. I want to say that God is the reason that you woke up this morning, not the fact that you can wake your own self up, not the fact that you eat right, not the fact that you exercise, not the fact that you, whatever you think you can do to get you to live longer, he is the one that breathes life, Ruach, the spirit of God that breathes life into your mortal body. Danny, I'm glad you you brought that up because I think we're, we're in a culture where um, people are trying to biohack everything and try to live to how however old and I think it needs to stem from the place of really our days have been granted to us by by the father um and we can take care of ourselves as best as possible that that is completely in our control but what's not in our control is our breath is not in our control like he gives us a certain amount of breaths and a certain amount of hours and a certain amount of days in this life and one of the most powerful things waking up is is waking up and being grateful coming Come on, from man. a place coming from a place of gratitude being being a science person and studying science as well scientists are just starting to tap into something that believers have known for a long time which is waking up and being grateful for the breath that we have in our lungs Come on, man. our father has given it to us science is just starting to prove all of this stuff and probably the last five years I've researched about, yeah, you know, this, this gratitude stuff, there's something to it. Of course, there's something to it. If you studied, if you studied anything about the scriptures, which unfortunately a lot of people that are in science don't, but if you do, there's such a parallel of like, yeah, there is something about being grateful and yes, there is something powerful with it. 
people just don't under they they're tapping into the one scientific part and not understanding that it's literally being grateful because of what the father's given us uh paul teaches this all the time right when he says uh uh he says rejoice always pray continually give thanks mm -hmm. in all circumstances right be thankful right uh he says um when you pray right come with a heart of thanksgiving right come this way right when, when you're asking god something right before you can ask do it with a grateful heart right Yep. always with the heart of thanksgiving and we have to learn how to make a habit of getting up in the morning and saying abba thank you thank you for the very breath that i have because someone mm -hmm. did not wake up this morning right or if someone else woke up they woke up in a in a place of of you know maybe sickness maybe having you know to be in a hospital right there's so many things that are happening in the world right and mm -hmm. a lot of times we 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 look for monetary things to be grateful for God, thank you for my house. Thank you for my car. And I'm like, those things are such secondary things. You know what I mean? Yep. Of, of, of the heart of Thanksgiving. You know, David constantly thanked the Lord, right? We get mm -hmm. most of his songs, right? Be thankful unto him and bless his holy name, right? David would like live in this place of Thanksgiving and awe and wonder of God. And, you know, one, I'm grateful. I, I, I got to say this because I just, this came into my mind, you know, I'm grateful for every one of you that listen to us on a weekly basis, right? I see the numbers of those who listen and who are taking the journey with the wave community to just grow in God. Um, but even though I'm thankful that you come and listen to us, you know what I mean? I want to push you to be, my heart is, is wanting you to thank Abba for just giving you life. You know what I mean? If you never, if you never, if you never again listen to another wave podcast or man, that you live a life of thanksgiving and honor and glory to God by your faithfulness to be grateful to, for just giving you life. Again, not thank God that he not only gives us life and he gives us all kinds of other things with it, but the first thing is life. You know what I mean? That's, that's just in my heart this morning. Amen, Danny. Yeah, that's that's so good. And uh, and again, we we just need to keep keep it simple and really be thankful for really just having breath to be here. And then all the other stuff, the houses and the cars and stuff, are, like you said, are are very much secondary pieces to this puzzle. Man, we're gonna jump into uh, Galatians five twenty two. We've been talking about the fruit of the spirit and the 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 holy the who the spirit is and. Uh, walking in the spirit. I mean, we've been having some great, great times. So hopefully if you haven't heard the podcast is on walking in the spirit, go grab those, listen to those. It'll lead you to this, to where we are today. Um, we're going to take the fruit of the spirit for the next couple of weeks and just, just dissect it. You know what I mean? See what it is. I think we ended the last podcast that's talking about it's one uh, fruit of the spirit. There's no fruits of the spirit. And mm -hmm. so Galatians 5.22 says, but the fruit of the spirit, but the fruit, the one fruit accompanies all of this uh, love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. We're going to tackle these individually, but individually within the, the one. So that I, want, I want us to understand that as we tackle them individually, they individually as one. But the fruit, the word fruit right there, and I know folks, uh, uh, again, this is, we studied this, so I want us to, to, to write this down. The fruit right there is carpos, is the word carpos there uh, in Greek. Um, it means that which originates or comes from. 
something. It means um, affected or a result, an act, a deed. It actually means praises which are presented to God. So it, it's an originator. It comes for the, for the fruit of the spirit. So everything originates with the Holy Spirit. It's the originator. So as we start talking about love, joy, peace, long-suffering, all of it originates from the Holy Spirit and who he is. He is the one that operates this way. Um, and the first one it talks about is love. Now, this word love here is just not another, um, I love my sneakers, Ryan. You know, it's not like I love, I think we take, I was thinking about the word love, Ryan, and, and we take the love word and we, and we use it uh, so flippantly today, right? Oh, I love those sneakers, you know. Man, you got to go to my favorite restaurant. I love, you know, that sausage yeah, spaghetti that they got there, right? And we yeah. use love as just, an everyday, um, you know, word that covers a lot of things, right? But here it's specific. Um, it's the word agape, you know, and it's 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 literally it means the it, it means affection, love. It means love feast. It means benevolence or generous. It means to love dearly, to be well pleased, uh, to be content right? To be found of, right? Um, it's a sacrificial word, right? It's a, it's a sacrifice uh, of laying down something. So it's it's bigger, uh, Ryan, when, when he's saying that the, the fruit of the spirit is love, he, I love that he starts out this way, because I believe um, this is a progression, right? And, and it can't, the rest can't be who it is, unless it starts here first with love. But Ryan, that word love is so use, usually used in all kinds of ways. Um, as you were studying this, what's, what's, what was one of the things that, stepped, uh, that stood out to you about this word? No, Danny, I, when, I was, uh, when I was looking, looking through it and I was, I was really trying to, to dive into really this word, um, three kind of stories come to come to mind. And, and I shared with you early last week, I look at love and, and we're called to, I, I think of Ephesians 5, 25, you know, husbands love your wife as, come on. as Christ loved the church. So, so I, I broke it down into how do we love our, our wives, right? Then the prodigal son, how does a father love his son through difficulty and making kind of stupid mistakes per se? And then I also broke it down into John 13, 34 and 35, which is essentially. Well, I love, love that. Love, Come on. Yeah, I mean, like love one another as I've loved you. So, so I broke it down. Really. I looked at love as okay. How do we love our spouse? How do we love our kids? How do we love people? That's really kind of been my big study over over the week when I thought about what are the different loves, like real loves that I have in my life and that I, I'm I'm really pursuing. And it's it's my wife, my son, and and loving people where they're at. And I think those are the really major things that stood out to me. I love that. I'm going to start with John 13, 34, because you, you hit it. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another. Now, I've been, I've been, you know this, Ryan, for months, I've been captivated by this scripture. Like this yep. scripture is, is, is like, 
as I have loved you, because what, what Jesus is saying here is operate through my love, right? The, the only way that you can love another human is by allowing me to love you, right? I have, mm-hmm. I, as he says, as I have loved you, right? So it's yep. understanding how much he loves us, gets us to demonstrate love for other people, right? Um, but sometimes us not understanding the full grasp of what love is. So I'm going to, I'm going to, then take, let's look at what love Jesus, because what you're saying to, to us, right, when you talked about the parable um, uh, of the prodigal son, right, the lost, the lost son, those are parables, those, that's Jesus teaching us through parables is love. I want, I want to see the kind of love that Jesus is demonstrating to us and how he wants to demonstrate us. And, and I want to go to 1 Corinthians 13, 1 to 3, and then we're going to read 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, but we're going to read these separate because I think, we, you know, I want to say this. We need a baptism, Ryan, of love in the body of Christ. Like we need a baptism of love. I think we have a baptism of works and not of love. And I think Paul does a great job and says there has to be an exchange from you thinking that love is works, right? Love mm-hmm. goes deeper than a work. It goes deeper than, again, remember, the word literally means a love feast. It means an affection, right? It, it's a, it means sacrificial, right? But I think a lot of times we just see it as, an act of work, like right? an act. And he, in, in, and Paul's taking us deeper than just the work itself of love, like working out love in these different ways of showing love. Right. But mm-hmm. it's, it's gotta go. There's a deeper meaning to it. And so Paul starts out this way in first Corinthians 13, one through three, he says, though I speak with tongues of men of angels, but have not love. I have become a sounding brass and a clanging cymbals, meaning you can do uh, tongues. Think about this. You can do th- tongues without love. What? There's a spiritual language that you can operate with that has nothing to do with love. That, that right there just boggles my mind. It says, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understanding and all mystery and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my good to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but I have not love, I, it profits me nothing. What is he saying? He's saying you can pursue all the spiritual gifts all day long. You can prophesy. You can speak in tongues. He said, but there's something greater than all of that. He said, all, he's not saying that that is bad. He's saying there's something greater than all of that. He's saying, look, it, you can also... Give to the poor. Like there's people that have their ministries. And this is this is funny because you know this. There's people that have their ministries. Oh, this is the power of love. Uh, this is a power demonstration kind of ministry. Uh, man, we all about speaking in tongues. I look at these categories of ministries because when we see these, we see these ministries, uh, what people will call ministries in America. Oh, we specialize in the gifts of the spirit. You know, we prophesy here. We do this. And it's like, yeah, but do you love? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like you, you can specialize in teaching your people how to prophesy, but do you love? In the end of the day, all those gifts are nothing, right? They just, you can do them, but they're nothing if they're not, they don't have the foundation of love. 
right? If they don't see through the eyes that Jesus is seeing, right? Because Jesus is going to teach us. I'm going to show you through scripture that Jesus shows us his love. The father shows us how to love. And then the Holy Spirit then inside of us produces that love that the father and Jesus shows us, right? But mm -hmm. love is the foundation of all of it. Because in the end of the day, if I'm, if I'm, uh, let's put this practical. If you go to school, Ryan, you're a teacher in school and you go to somebody yep. and you like, and you start speaking in tongues and give them a prophetic word, right? But all yep. throughout your school time, you ignore them, you treat them bad, you right? Your actions towards them is not a good. Guess what? Do you think that prophecy or that tongues is going to stick in them? Not even close. No, they're going to look at you like you're crazy. They're going to look at yeah. you like, like your religion, right? Because you're speaking to me about, you know, you, you're trying to get a hold of my heart, right? By speaking in tongues and, and you're trying to get my heart open. But my heart is not open because you haven't demonstrated who Jesus is, which is love. You haven't demonstrated the Father, which is love. I love First John. First John says it this way. You don't know God because you don't know love. Mm. For God is love. Like he just is the, doesn't produce love. He is love. He is agape. He is sacrificial, right? So what people want to feel is not a not just a gift. And I love that Paul is describing the difference between a gift and a fruit because a gift is given, a fruit is eaten. Mm. No, so that's so good, Danny. Because I was just thinking about it that if you look at the fruit of the spirit. It's so much more practical that, but it's, it's a hundred percent spiritual, but to, to go into daily life, right. As you were given an example and just love people, be kind to people, you know, those that's part of the fruit and that should be coming, coming out of us so that people will experience Jesus. And really that's, that's the goal having all the other things, the prophecy and, and the tongues, it's, it's good. Like it is. But if, if we're not going on that foundation of love, people aren't going to see Jesus and that prophecy is going to fall short. Just like the example you were given. And the same thing with goods. Like if I imagine this again, practical, imagine I do a, a, a Turkey giveaway, which we did for years at the wave. Mm -hmm. Imagine you have a group of, of Christians giving away turkey. And as we give it a gay turkey, we're giving people attitudes. You mean, hurry up and go through the line. You already got one, you're not gonna get the other. You can give them that turkey all day long, but they didn't experience Jesus by you giving them a turkey, right? Because the attitude that you had towards them was not an attitude of love, right? They, what they wanted to do is feel the love of God as you're giving them things. And, and here Paul says, though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burnt, he takes it to another level. Even if you go to martyrdom, you give your body to give. But I have not love. It profits me nothing. Wow. Do you understand what he just said? Like, I, I think sometimes we read through scriptures and we read them so quick. He's saying, listen, you can go to, to dying for somebody else. Those are all great actions. But if love of Christ, and I love that you said experiencing Jesus, right? Because that's what love is. Love is an experience with Jesus. 
And yep. Jesus tells us this, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another. How? As I have loved you, that you also love one another. He sandwiches one another. The, 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 the meat of the sandwich is his, his, his love, right? I got the bun. The bun on one bun is love one another. The second bun is love another. But the real meat inside of that is what? That you do what? As I have loved you. He's saying, so if you don't have as I have loved you manifesting inside of you, you can never show that love to other people. And you bring up you bring up a great point. I was thinking about this as you were talking. Every church talks about going out, go out and evangelize, go out and, and share Jesus with people. And if people just thought about it in a way that you you may not be able to openly share at your job, but if you just bring love and you show Jesus, someone's going to pull you aside and talk to you about why, why do you, you know, why are you so nice or, or that you really care about people and that's your opportunity. But I think people are so quick to like, okay, well, I have to have scripture one, two, and three lined up perfectly and it'll set the scene and then it'll just, and that's never, that's never happened to me when I've shared Jesus. It just never has. Like, uh, I mean, it, it just, it just hasn't. P people have come to me after they've gotten to know me and, and seen something that they're intrigued about of, of how I've treated people or how I've been able to, even in a difficult situation, not get upset about something. They, that's how I've shared. So I think we need to think about that is if we go on the foundation of, of love, then we will be able to share Jesus because people have seen Jesus. So thus you share, thus you can share Jesus. Come on. And love is the primary thing, right? This is the yep. primary, what the primary theme of the gospel is love, yep. right? What Paul is describing is these secondary things, right? Given yep. the goods of what you have, um, they, again, people may get offended by this, speaking in tongues and all that. The primary of the gospel is love. Like that is the primary of the gospel. Now, but we don't have to even invent the definition of love. Paul yep. does a great job by the Holy Spirit giving us a definition. So I'm going to read that the definition of love. If, if someone's wanting, well, well, what is love, right? We know we need it. We know we need the baptism of love. We know we need greater love. We know, but what is it? All right, I'm glad that you asked. First Corinthians 13, 4. I'm reading it through the, living, uh, the New Living Translation. It says this, love is patient. Or, or can I dare say Jesus is patient? Or can I dare say Abba is patient? God is patient. Or can I dare say the Holy Spirit is patient? Or can I dare say this, Ryan is patient? Right. So I think we read scripture a lot of times we don't put ourselves in this thing. Right. So here the Godhead is put in here because we know God is love. We know the Holy Spirit is love. We know Jesus is love. Right. They don't manifest it. They are him. This is describing the Godhead right here. Father, Son and Holy Ghost is being described as what? Patient. As kind. Right. And, and Ryan, guess who lives in you? Holy Spirit. Right. And, and so and so if the Godhead is inside of you, then Ryan is going to be patient. Danny's going to be patient. 
Danny's going to be kind, right? So that's why I said I love the fruit of the spirit because it starts out with what the foundation of it is, love, yep. right? The fruit of the spirit is love, right? Then you can add everything else to it, but it's first love, right? Love is mm -hmm. patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. <laughs> Listen, if we, we need a baptism of love, because I'm just being honest. I got to be real <laughs> with this, man. Church folks are the rudest people I have I, I encounter. <laughs> They're just rude, right? There's no patience. There's no, and that with that patience is tolerance, right? Tolerating one another, tolerating something that you may not understand or may not, uh, right? Being patient, right? For with with someone's walk, right? We we're, we're trying yeah. to accelerate people. Oh, that person needs to be here. No, they need to be wherever the Holy Spirit needs them to be, right? Because there's a yep. journey with Abba. So it's not boastful or proud. It's not jealous. It's not rude. Think about this. Jesus does not demand its own way. That's, that's another level. Oh. What? What? <laughs> I know some of you get uncomfortable when I'm reading this, but it's the truth. Because it says it. Love does not demand its own way. Man, you got to do it this way. No, no. I'm going to be moved with the Holy Spirit and do whatever he wants me to do. Mm -hmm. Love is not irritable. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. If you're irritated with that person because he believes, whether he, he believes different than you, maybe you are, maybe, maybe you lean conservative and, and he thinks a little bit liberal. Maybe you lean liberal and he thinks a little bit conservative. Maybe he's irritating you because he thinks different than you. Here, Paul's saying, it, this is not what love is. Mm -hmm. So love is the opposite of irritable. When you feel ir like irritable because of somebody else, you gotta be like, Lord, I need love right now. <laughs> because I'm feeling yeah. a way that love should not feel, right? This, this person is getting me on my nerves because in my mind, really, I just think I'm right and I think they are wrong and they're getting me on my nerves. So I need, I need love in action right now so I can see them through the way you see them. Think about this. It says it keeps no record of when it has been wronged. Right? It let things, it, meaning what it does, it lets things go. It knows how to forgive. It doesn't live in bitterness. It doesn't live in anger. I was talking to some, a group of folks this weekend, man. Like, listen, stop being bitter. Stop being angry. Right. Get things right today. Right. I've done so many funerals in the last couple of weeks. It's like, get it, things right. Because guess what? They can't they can't come back and get it right. Right. But you can get it right now. Right. It's never glad about injustice, but rejoices whenever truth wins out. What? <laughs> you can stop me anytime, Ryan, man. Sure. I, these are. Yeah. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful. It endures through every circumstance. Love will last forever. Now, this is what it says. But prophecy and speaking in unknown language and speaking knowledge will all disappear. Mm. What? Yeah, the prophetic gift that you think you have. I'm a man of God. I got this prophetic gift. That's going to cease. 
to be when Jesus is in front of you because you won't need to prophesy about him anymore because he's here. But the one thing that's always going to last forever is love. I, f I feel like if we just pursued love more, then all of these other things would end up just flowing out naturally as opposed to us pursuing Oh, we got to, I got this gift. So I got to pursue that. I got this healing ministry. I got to pursue that. I got to promote that. I got to make this bigger. When, if we just took it back to the foundation, right? Of just love. Come on, stuff man. Will, stuff, will, stuff will flow out of that. It's like trying to, I, I thinking of like 1 Corinthians chapter 3, when Paul talks about the foundation, which is Christ, Come on. we always try to do, we always try to do more, more than that, more than pursuing Jesus or, or knowing Jesus, because we're like, well, we know he's the foundation, but what about that healing? What about that prophecy? When I think we, we try to pursue all these next level things, but we never get the foundation right. Like, come on, man. I come think on, man. People, I think there's people that have gifts of healing, but they lost the foundation of Jesus, or they have gifts of healing or prophecy, but they they don't have love. So at the end of it, it really didn't matter anyway because you lost the foundation of Jesus. You lost the foundation of love. Um, and I I, th I think we I think we need to go back to that. I think we almost need to simplify it. Because if we just pursue the foundation, then the the healings are going to flow. The prophecy is going to flow like it's going to happen because we're not in control of it anyway. The Holy Come Spirit's on. in control of it. So that's what I was thinking as you were as you were saying all the uh, and reading all the different stuff about love. You 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 hit the nail on the head because that's what Jesus pursued, right? So we pursue Jesus and we pursue what He pursued. He just pursued the foundation. Right. John 519. Let's go to John 519. You, 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 took, you took me to John 519. You stirred this up with me, man. <laughs> what it says, it says, Jesus gave them this answer. Very, I truly say to you, the son can do nothing by himself. <laughs> he can, he can, what, what, what Jesus would you say? Yeah, I can't do nothing by myself. He can do only what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. What? Mm. Right? Man. He Jesus kept, I'm going to show us through scripture the things that Jesus showed, how he showed and demonstrated love, right? But he only did that, you said it right, because he didn't pursue the, the, the actions of what he was going to do. He pursued the one that was love. Right. He he said, if I pursue love, love is going to flow through me. Right. I'm not pursuing getting my name known. Uh, I'm not pursuing getting people to look after me. No, I'm going to pursue him. I'm going to stay in the gaze position when I'm going to go after the father. As I go after him, he produces his character in me. And then the world sees not me, but his character. Right. You said it perfectly. As I pursue Jesus. As I pursue the Father, as I pursue the Holy Spirit, as I'm in right relationship with, with the Godhead, the Godhead flows through me so that people can experience who the Godhead really is. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. Right. Yep. And, 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 and then I don't have no selfish motivation. I don't have no, I need to get this ministry. I don't have, I need to get this business card. I, I, I don't have that guy. I need to get people to follow me. No, I just need to pursue him and he's going to show himself mightily through who I am because I'm pursuing him. And I know this touches on something that you have been talking about for a while, not, not our will, but his will. What? That's what it is. That's what it is. It's it, when, when we, when we approach life in a sense that Holy spirit, show me what you want, not what I want, then we're going to be in alignment and in oneness and in sonship, like we've talked about um, together. And that's where if, if every truly, if every believer and hopefully every person, <laughs> um, if they could be in alignment with what the father wanted and what the Holy spirit was leading, then stuff would flow the way, the way it's supposed to. And people would actually care about people and the way life was, is, was supposed to be would actually be. And, and you said it right, because then you can naturally be you. And because you're so connected to the father, the natural of you just being you demonstrates the father to the earth, right? You don't have to, because what religion does is this, right? We get so religious that we want to demonstrate love through the way we think our brain needs to demonstrate love. Right. And it's like, I got to get these gifts. I got to get these things. I got to get it. I got to get, I got to get, I got to get. It's like, no, you already have. If you pursue the right thing, you already have, you don't have to get right. There's no, I have to get, I already have. And, and, and guess what? God, you don't have to change your voice. It's funny because religion makes us do some weird stuff. If I prayed this way, if I prayed over that person in tongues for one hour, then they're going to get, then they're going to get. No, no. Yep. Maybe if you just be you and in being you just demonstrate the love of God, you leave, you leave everything else to him and he does it his way. Right. Yep. And then you don't have to try to manipulate him or the person. Right. And again, yep. what, what was what was Jesus pursuing when he said, I, I, I'm going to see what the father's doing? I'm just going to read it quickly. First John 4 says this, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Huh? Everyone mm -hmm. who loves is born of God and knows God. Right. And he who does not love does not know God for God is love. What? So because Jesus had this intimate relationship with love, he became love. And because the Holy Spirit has an intimate relationship with Jesus, the Holy Spirit becomes love, right? Yep. So they become that which they are attached to, right? And so yep. Jesus now, and so if we're not attached to love and we're not a pursuer of love, which is a person, which is a Godhead, then we won't, then show it because we're not attached to it. And so what Paul is describing in this beautiful analogy of who the spirit is, he's saying the spirit of God is this, and he was be the one that produced this in you. How do you get it? It's not getting it. It's just being attached to it and living with it and being one with it. And that's what he's asking of us, right? And so we know Jesus shows love. I'm going to read through these quick. Matthew 14, 13, 21 is Jesus feeds the 5,000, right? That's a yeah. natural way of, of showing love. But 
did he get love that day? No, he already had love, right? So his compassion yeah. and love for the people that were hungry was because he lived in love. He lived in love. He lived with love. Love was with him constantly, right? In John 9, 1 through 12, uh, Jesus heals a blind man that was born uh, blind. He demonstrates love to this blind person that was born blind. Well, why? Because he just wanted to demonstrate some power. No, because love motivated him to do it because he was in love, right? You talked about the parables that Jesus teaches his love through parable, right? Luke 10, 25, the parable of the Good Samaritan, right? Yep. Or Luke 15, the parable of the lost son, right? Jesus teaches us this because he sees the father, that this is the way the father demonstrates to us. What do you mean by that? Well, look at John 3, 16, the famous scripture of all times, right? Mm -hmm. For God so loved the world that he what? Gave his only son. So God demonstrates to us his love. He demonstrates it to Jesus by what? He's saying, Jesus, I'm going to give you to the world. I'm going to get, so I'm going to demonstrate to the world who I am. Romans 5, 8 says this, but God demonstrates his love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, right? So God is in demonstration mode through the son, Jesus. And Jesus is like, I'm going to demonstrate because I live with a demonstrator. Because I live with a demonstrator, I'm going to demonstrate. And he said, this same love is going to be produced in you. Let's go to Romans 5, 5, Ryan, and, and, and I'm, we'll end with this. Well, maybe how, how, how the Holy Spirit demonstrates. Check, check. I love this. Romans 5, 5 says, now hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by what? The Holy Spirit. Woo! By the Holy Spirit. Hmm. The Holy Spirit is the one that produces love in you, right? I don't want us to think that the fruit of the Spirit is something that you got to try to produce in you. What we're doing is we're showing you what it is. So as we go kindness and peace, we're showing you what these things are, and we're showing you how Jesus shows this stuff to the world. But don't get it twisted. The love that you need, <laughs> you can't produce yourself. It is produced by spending time with the Godhead and allowing the Holy Spirit to produce this in you. Even Jesus knew this. Let's go to Luke 4. We're going to read two more and, we, and we're done. Luke 4, 18 and 19. I'm doing that, that preacher thing. Like, I'm almost closed. I'm almost done. Luke 4. But these two scriptures, I'm being stirred up here, man, because I, I feel like that's a revelation that the Lord has given us, Ryan, right now, that. We don't have to try to produce this because what we can do, we can listen to somebody talk about the fruit of the spirit and we can try to naturally produce that in us. Yep. Yep. Right. We can say, oh, I'm going to get love. I'm going to do these. And, and then we get into works mentality again. Right. And all of it, this. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and it gets it gets exhausting. I know. I know. Or I, I know when I've stepped out of of connection, we'll call it or oneness. Um, I, I automatically am starting to, you almost feel the pressure of trying to do it as opposed to it flowing, flowing from you. Like you turn on a faucet and the water just flows out. You're not trying, like all you had to do was turn the faucet a little bit and it's just going to flow naturally. 
but if the line is clogged, it's almost like something's trying to push push the water through the line. And I feel I've I, I think a lot of our listeners have probably felt that when they're like trying to work out this love thing as opposed to it just naturally flowing because you're in connection with the Holy Spirit. hundred percent correct. So again, as we're gonna go through this, we're gonna continue to push every one of us to get closer to the presence of God, to get closer mm-hmm. to the to, to remember we talked about the Holy Spirit, He's a person. To, and this is what this is should drive you to want to be in tune with the Holy Spirit and have conversations with the Holy Spirit and be honest and say, I don't see the love flowing through me. I need to get more connected with you, Holy Spirit. Because this is what Jesus says in Luke 4, 18 to 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Holy Spirit is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives, and to recovery of sight of the blind, to set liberty to those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable of the year of the Lord. All these things are great, Jesus, but Jesus saying, they flowing out of me. Why? Because the spirit of the Lord is upon me because I understand that I have a relationship with the spirit and is upon me. And because I am in oneness with the spirit, what flows out of me is preaching the gospel to the poor. Mm-hmm. What flows out of me is set the healed. I, I heal the broken heart, liberty of captives. That is coming out of me, right? Look at look at go to Acts ten thirty eight. Acts ten thirty eight, and I'm done with this. Acts ten thirty eight. So powerful because again, it's doing it in the Holy Spirit and allowing the oneness that of the Holy Spirit, the relationship that we have to have with the Holy Spirit. It's going to produce the love that you're going to need. But what we're, what we're pushing you to, Acts 10, 38, what we push it, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. With what, Ryan? What does it say there? Uh, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for the God for God was with him. And I love this because it says, Jesus Nazareth, God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power. Now this is what we want. We want and went about doing good and healing all who oppress. No, 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 no. That is a byproduct mm-hmm. yep. of being one with the Holy Spirit. That is a byproduct. Jesus knew how to be one with the Holy Spirit. So the byproduct of that was, of course, healing, miracles, doing all the stuff that we love to do. But we got to pursue not the stuff, but the person of the Holy Spirit. That's what I was going to say. We, we have to pursue the main thing, not, not what is going to get our name out there. Because even if, even if you, you never heal someone, even if you never heal someone, the truth is you want the Holy Spirit and the power, but do you want the power just to be known to heal or do you want to lay hands on someone, but no one ever founds out you healed them other than the person that got healed. That's a, that's a big thing to think about. What do you, what are you really chasing? Come on, man. When, when Peter shadow was healing people, I don't even think he even recognized it. You know what I mean? Folks recognize yep. it for him. Why? He was just in oneness. Yep. I, I, I think the power, cause I feel the Holy spirit just, as we land this, I'll land it this way. Pursue oneness and you'll see love manifested in your life. 
pursue oneness, pursue the Holy Spirit, pursue the Father, pursue the Son, pursue Jesus, pursue oneness with the Godhead. Once you pursue that, love manifests out of you, right? And all the stuff that we talked about, patience, right? Long suffering, right? It's, you don't get iterable. All those things are taken care of in the presence of God, right? We're we pushing you to pursue the presence of Abba, to pursue the presence of the Holy Spirit. Why? So that then the manifestation of what love is can manifest through your life. Ryan, I'll give you the last word. I just, I pray for our listeners to pursue the foundation, pursue Jesus, allow Jesus to minister to you and allow the Holy Spirit to let you live a life of love because he is flowing out of you and you don't even have to say a thing. They will experience the Holy Spirit by you being connected to him. Shalom. We see you guys next week as uh, we continue with the fruit of the spirit. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.